Welcome to Lift Radio. Hello everyone, so time for another podcast. If you hear that beeping in the background, just disregard that because my smoke alarm is being a piece of shit and it's very annoying, but I can't do anything about it right now. So with that being said, I wanted to cover a topic today and this will probably be the last podcast for a few weeks just because I'm heading out to Maui on Tuesday to see my parents spend some time with them as I haven't been able to go out there for about two years now. Um, I have a couple podcasts archived, so maybe I will put those up when I'm there. I don't think I'm going to be recording anything while I'm there. Maybe if I get bored and have some extra time since I'm going to be there for a while, but I wanted to get at least a little bit more out before I left. So today I wanted to cover a topic on dieting in general. And what I want to talk about is the fact that dieting itself is actually easy. And before you attack me and everyone gets all worked up, no, it's not easy. I've tried to diet. It's really hard. Hear me out. Let me explain where I'm coming from. So the process of dieting in itself Almost everyone has done at some point in their life, and for the most part, has done it successfully. So, dieting essentially is just a matter of reducing your overall calories, or being more active, or a combination of the two, consuming less calories, and expending more calories in some combination of one or the other, and being in a calorie deficit, or an deficit of an energy balance so you are burning more calories than you are consuming and you lose weight now almost everyone unless someone's just naturally very small and underweight or just naturally maintains a pretty lower body fat or lower weight level at some point in your life you have dieted and you've probably dieted dieted successfully now that in itself is not challenging. It might You might be hungry, but it's really just a matter of eating less and moving more. And people do this all the time. Millions of people lose weight every single year, and they are successful in losing weight. Now, that what I'm saying is that is not the problem. What the problem is, and the reason why people aren't successful in the long run, is people don't learn what to do after they diet. Like I said, almost everyone can diet successfully. Almost everyone has at some point in their life, but you usually end up gaining that weight back. Some people end up gaining that weight back and gaining more back. They end up in a worse place than they were when they started the whole dieting process. And this is because with the way things are in the fitness industry and the whole diet culture that we have, people take all of these extreme measures, um, very restricting approaches, whether it's, um, I mean, I could list off diets all day that are restricting either different food groups, restricting sugars, restricting processed foods, restricting grains, restricting carbs in general, restricting fats in general, restricting carbs and fats. Um, There's 
any combination you could possibly think of. There's some type of dieting approach that's been popularized and utilized by people to take things to an extreme measure where they're usually consuming way too few of calories and they see weight loss. Cool. That's great. Everyone can lose weight and it's really not that hard. You just eat less. But what people don't learn in this process is what to do after they diet. And this is the extremely challenging part. So like I said, dieting itself is really easy, essentially. Um, It's very simple. Sometimes it's not as easy for some people as it is for others. But what is not easy and where the complications come in is what you do after you lose that weight or you lose that body fat. Something that I have come to realize over the years working, well, doing these things myself, going through the process myself, helping hundreds of other people go through the process and try to do the same thing, a realization that I've come to is that one of the biggest factors for being successful in the long run after the dieting period, because you're not going to be dieting forever. And if you are, you're probably not adherent to that diet and you're going through short cycles of extreme restriction and then overconsumption and then back to extreme restriction. The best thing you can do for long-term success is educate yourself and implement proper practices during the dieting period to set you up for a successful time after you're done dieting. And I mean... You could make the argument that you're always dieting because a diet is essentially just what you eat. It is your nutritional protocol. It's what you eat. But the connotation with diet in today's society and culture is that it's a process of losing, trying to lose weight or trying to get healthier, whatever, some type of outcome. But technically, your diet is just what you eat. But in the way I'm talking about things now, diet referring to trying to lose weight and lose body fat and get healthier. But you can't live in a caloric restriction your entire life. That's not practical. A lot of people try to, and they will tell you, oh, I've dieted for years and years and I never make any progress. What they're trying to say is I've been in a caloric restriction for years and years and never seen any progress. And that's just simply not possible. What happens is they go through weeks of extreme restriction or they'll extremely restrict most of the days out of the week and then they'll get a couple days out of the week where they drastically overconsume whether it's a few meals or a few days, maybe Saturdays they go out and smash a whole pizza and have some drinks and maybe they were at a 2 to 3000 calorie deficit for the week and then one meal of drastically overconsuming, they just blow that out of the water. Now, what happens even more to a higher extent or is even more of an issue is people that will follow this extreme restriction for weeks or months and maybe they lose 30 or 40 pounds and after that, they're like, okay, I hit my goal weight, that's it, I'm done, I'm not dieting anymore. And they just go back to their shitty eating habits. Now, their metabolism is probably slowed down a little bit, down-regulated, so they're not burning as many calories, they're not expending as many calories, 
and they just kind of go off the rails. And because they've been extremely restricting for so long, their hunger signals, um, their hunger-related hormones, they're all fucked up, they're out of whack. And what happens is rather than just going back to eating like shit like they did before, they go back to eating like shit. But on top of that, they're excessively hungry all the time because they've been extremely restricting for so long. And then they end up even eating even more than they did before. And because they've been restricting for so long, the body's at essentially a primed place to store as much body fat as possible. And what happens in this period, not only do the fat cells that that person have has expand, like if you're dieting, your fat cell, you don't actually lose fat cells when you are going through a dieting process. What happens is they essentially shrink and when you put on body fat, they expand. But what can actually happen if you are, if you've gone through a period of drastically over restricting your calories and then switching to essentially force feeding yourself, the body is, has been in some form of starvation for some period of time. So when it get when it finally gets those calories, your body is going to want to store as much fat as it possibly can because it's essentially a survival mechanism. Now, if you think like just through evolution, this makes sense because if someone were to go through a, a long period of time without food, the body is going to want to, as soon as you can get food and calories, and if you're at a time where you can overconsume on those, you're going to want to store as much energy as that as you possibly can for a survival mechanism so you don't die the next time you go through that starvation period. But we don't live in that kind of world today, but our bodies still react that way due to evolution. So what happens when this overconsuming happens, not only do the fat cells expand, but the body starts to create more fat cells to be able to store more and more fat. And this is a problem because every time you go through this shitty cycle over the years of excessively dieting and over-restricting and losing faster than you should and putting your body essentially through a starvation, a period of some type of controlled starvation, and then you go off the rails as soon as you're done with it, not only are you expanding your fat cells, but you're gaining more fat cells each time you do this. And then the next time you go and try to diet down, it's going to be harder because you have your body has more fat cells than it did initially. Now, this isn't to freak you out if you're kind of new to the dieting process and afraid of this happening. This is more of a warning to anyone that is looking to diet and lose weight and lose body fat on how important it is for how you approach the post-diet period. Really, not only is it important, but what you do after the period of dieting and caloric restriction, in my opinion, is almost more important than the actual dieting period itself. Because this is what you're going to do to set up your habits for long-term success. Now, in my opinion, the actual dieting phase should be uh, focused on setting up routine and habits that are going to set you up for a successful, long-term, healthy life. But 
I make sure to always, always warn my clients about this weeks in advance, if not months before they go into a reverse dieting period or before they get to their goal weight is that you have to approach the post dieting period with the same kind of mentality that you do with the actual dieting phase. So what I find is the first couple weeks of dieting can always be hard and challenging because you're hungry and you're getting into a new groove and doing new things. You're eating less than you're used to. But after a while, for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, this um, process of restriction becomes relatively easy. And you get into this groove of just all you're really thinking about is restriction and eating less and that's what you're focused on and at that point in the diet it just kind of it's smooth sailing yeah you might be low energy and hungry but the actual mental process of sticking to it isn't that hard but then what happens is oftentimes as soon as those people are done with their dieting phase so to speak um their focus immediately turns to, okay, now I get to eat more. And all they think, rather than thinking about restricting and restricting and restricting, now all that is on that person's mind is, I get to eat more, I'm going to eat more, I'm hungry, I want to eat more. And just continually giving into that, and that just keeps compounding on itself. And it can take months and months for your kind of natural hunger and satiety cues to get back to normal and in that time frame while everything's still out of whack you could be drastically over consuming calories and just put on a really absurd absurd amounts of body fat in that time frame so what you have to do is not necessarily have a restriction mindset but you have to be mentally prepared for that before you're done with your dieting phase so what you want to do is when you know um, you're getting close to the level of body fat that you want to be at, I actually like to take people a little bit lower than kind of their comfortable body fat level. That way you get some room to play around with for building calories back up, um, building the metabolism back up, and w working into a muscle growth phase where they can kind of maintain the physique that they enjoy to have most of the time. And you've got a little bit of room to work with for putting on body fat while they still really like how they're looking and kind of set yourself up for a long-term um, caloric surplus to some degree. And when it comes to the time where you should start working your calories back up, there's a couple different ways to approach this. And I, I approach this different with myself and with different types of clients based on their mentality, based on their goal, and based on their adherence level. So if someone can really, really stick to something and they're extremely committed, personally, my favorite way to do the post-dieting period is gradually work their calories up in, in a similar fashion to a reverse diet, and that would be adding in like generally speaking 50 to 100 calories to their daily nutrition each week 
generally coming from carbs and fats. Usually once fats get to a healthy level, um, then mostly increasing from carbs. And most often I will give an initial bump of a more significant amount of calories along with drastically cutting back on cardio just to kind of get everything back to a healthy place, not where we're jumping right into a surplus, but at least minimizing the deficit that we were in and minimizing cardio so that recovery can get back to a normal place. So again, this is really going to depend on where the client is at, um, what their goals are. If, if someone is really, really lean, almost to the point of an unhealthy unhealthily low level is unhealthily a word i don't think that's a word i don't fucking care i'm gonna use that an unhealthily low level of body fat so like someone that was close to where you might be going into some type of physique competition just because they wanted to get really really lean a person in that situation i will probably give them a larger initial bump of calories because we need to get their body back to a healthy place but Someone that's, let's say, uh, ending at a little bit higher body fat, either taking a diet break or is just comfortable with that level of leanness and they don't really want to diet down any further, at least at the current time. For someone in that type of situation, I would generally take things a little bit slower, not really give that big initial bump because they still have plenty of body fat to lose. They're probably in a healthy place. Um, They're not extremely restricting their calories and but in both situations after that it's going to be a similar gradual increase of calories over weeks or months slowly getting them into a place where they are maintaining their body weight with as little cardio and as most calories as possible and then generally bumping things up slightly more from there just to put them in a very slight surplus, which is going to be good for helping to build muscle, helping improve recovery, and making progress over time, not just to maintain their physique, but to improve their physique. And with doing this, the next time that person wants to diet down after maybe a year or two years of really good progress, they will be at a very good standing point with minimal cardio, maximum calories and still maintaining a hopefully relatively lower body fat and the whole dieting process is going to be much much easier versus these people that chronically go in and out of dieting where they drastically over restrict followed by drastically over consuming and they never really get their metabolism to a healthy place it's either trying to lose as much weight as possible or just going off the rails and putting on absurd amounts of body fat never really working to help build their metabolism up, build lean mass, and get themselves to a better standing point to actually go into a proper diet. But all of that being said, the post-diet phase or reverse diet or whatever you want to call it, however you're approaching it, is honestly one of the hardest possible things to adhere to. It's much, anyone that's gone through the process of dieting and then trying to reverse diet. Not only is it physically challenging because 
your hunger signals are extremely out of whack and they're all over the place and you're hungry all the time. You're mentally focusing on increasing your calories, but you can't just go eat everything because you're going to be putting on excessive amounts of body fat. You have to still have just as much control with your nutrition as you would with a dieting phase, but you're also trying to focus on increasing calories at the same time. So you're mentally just dialed in on eating more food and you're always hungry because as soon as you start to add calories back in, it spikes your hunger back up and it kind of stimulates that hunger even more that you ha- you might have had when you're dieting rather than it being kind of suppressed from restricting for so long. So you're dealing with hunger, you're dealing with focus, more food focus, and your hormones are all out of whack trying to get those back into a normal place. So anyone that's been through the dieting and reverse dieting process will tell you, almost everyone will tell you that the actual period of reverse dieting is much more challenging. And not only all of those factors, but just your your body image, you've been extremely lean, and then you're seeing yourself put on a little bit of body fat, probably to the point that most other people won't even notice, but you yourself will notice any little changes in body fat. Anyone that's been extremely lean uh, will be able to tell you this. It's kind of a mind fuck, but it's something you really have to come to acceptance with. And if you just kind of mentally prepare yourself and know ahead of time, I think the biggest issue for most people is they don't think about this ahead of time. They think that the dieting part is going to be the most challenging. And as soon as they get to a point where they can eat a little bit more calories, life's going to be great. Life's going to be easy. It's going to be easy to adhere to. And most of the time, that's not the case. It's more so that the dieting period is kind of challenging, but working the calories up properly rather than just going and stuffing your face with all the food that you can find is actually most of the times a hell of a lot harder than the dieting period. And it gets easier as you continue to ramp up calories and cut back on cardio over a few weeks and then a few months, your hormones get back to a normal place, your hunger cues tend to get back to where they should be, you start getting full or feeling um, satiated with the amount of food you actually need rather than feeling that you need to eat every piece of food in sight. And that's where things get relatively easy again and things get back to kind of smooth sailing. And once you get there, that's what you want to ride out for as long as possible, trying to put on as little body fat as possible, just focusing on getting stronger in the gym, not doing a lot of cardio, and just living life and making progress. That should be the majority of your fitness journey. So a lot of people that are starting out at a really high body fat, that's not going to be the majority of your fitness journey in the beginning. But after you get finally get down to a good healthy body fat level and maybe even a little bit leaner than you want to maintain over time, you start you go through that period of reverse dieting and working your calories back up properly and then you get yourself to a healthy standing point where you can make some good progress and essentially maintain your level of body fat level if not put on a little bit but then let's say you focus on building muscle for a year you put on a little bit of body fat you could diet down for 
maybe four to eight weeks and lose that and then just go right back to where you were before rather than this extreme years of trying to lose body weight and failing or losing the body weight and then gaining it all back. So it might take longer to take a proper approach, but it's totally worth it. Now, the actual dieting period, the reason there's always this massive rebound is people just want fast results. They jump into it way too quick and they just want to see that scale go down. They want to lose that weight and then be done with it. But this is why we get that rebound effect because it's so extreme. What you really want to do is first, before you even start to diet, the best thing you can do is just kind of start to track your nutrition and see where you're at. Start cutting back on heavily processed foods and fast food and junk food. I mean, I know I'm kind of a proponent of IIFYM or if it fits your macros and tracking macros and incorporating those things in moderation, but most people are not consuming those things in moderation. It's making up the majority of their diet. So focusing before you even start dieting, if you can build habits into eating more whole food based products, so things that are not heavily, heavily processed, obviously everything's processed to some degree, but things that aren't excessively processed have a lot of added fats and oils and sugars because the problem with those foods is they're extremely highly palatable and it's very easy to overconsume on them because they're very calorie dense. So switch over to eating more vegetables, eating more fruits, eating more whole grains and meat and leaner meats and just less processed foods in general. Maybe eating some switching your crackers to potatoes and adding vegetables to all of your meals and switching out your fucking hot dogs or spam for some leaner ground beef or chicken. Things like that. Kind of cleaning up. I don't like the word clean, but kind of cleaning up your nutritional approach in general. And that's a very good place to start. From there, what you want to do is start to track your calories relatively accurately. You don't need to do you don't need to do this for the rest of your life, but it's very good when you're starting out to have an actual understanding of where your nutrition is at. So get yourself a food scale, start weighing out all your food because using cup measurements is not accurate. I had a client last week who was overeating their calories by maybe 800 to 1000 just because they were using volume measurements for most of their stuff instead of actually weighing it out and that's just really inaccurate. So get a food scale, start tracking your food and from there that's when you start to go into dieting. Once you have a good understanding of where your calories are at, about how much protein you're consuming, kind of where your carbs and fats are at on a normal daily basis with your normal nutrition, after you've worked to start incorporating more whole foods and more nutrient-dense foods, then you're going to want to work to cut back on your calories a little bit. Maybe bump up your activity level, just start could be simple as as simple as just going for a walk every day. You don't have to start by doing an hour or two hours of cardio. Just go for a 30-minute walk every morning or every evening. And that can be more than enough sometimes to put you in a good spot to be losing fat gradually. 
And then you're going to want to cut back on calories, generally mostly from carbs and a bit of fats. Whereas protein, assuming you're eating a good amount of protein, which is going to be around maybe 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight or 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of lean mass if you're pretty overweight. And from there, you're just going to cut back on calories a little bit, making sure you're eating enough protein, plenty of vegetables and fruits. And then you're going to want to gradually lose weight. Now, I know it can be pretty daunting if you have maybe 60 pounds to lose that you're only losing maybe two pounds per week. You want to maybe lose like five to 10 pounds per week, but that's not going to be sustainable. It doesn't think what I always tell clients is think about where you're going to be in five years or 10 years. It doesn't matter where you're going to be a year from now, because let's say it takes you four months to diet down, lose those 60 pounds if you're being very, very extreme with your nutrition. Okay, you do that, but then, like I talked about before, everything swings back in the opposite direction and goes extremely overboard, and you put on all that body fat and you put it back on, and in a year, you're not only not only have you lost those 60 pounds, but you've gained it back, and maybe you've gained even more, and you're at a worse starting point than you were before. And you're just more discouraged and haven't made any progress in a year. Well, if you take the opposite approach where instead of you take instead of taking maybe four months to get down to the body weight that you want to be at, instead you take a solid year to do that, dieting down slowly, taking your time, losing one to two pounds per week, you lose that 60 pounds, maybe you lose even more. And then in a year, you have some time to start working your calories back up to a point where you're comfortable with and feel healthy and feel like you have plenty of energy. Then in a year, rather than losing all the weight and gaining it all back, you've lost all the weight and built strategies you can sustain for a a longer duration to actually keep that weight off that you already lost. And that's kind of the reason why I like people to focus on the long run of progress rather than the results they really want to see in this just the short period of time. Because yes, dieting can be easy. And if you get excessive with it, it can happen pretty fast. But it doesn't matter how fast you do it if you can't actually sustain the process that you went through. And that's why I like to talk about how challenging it can actually be after the time after the dieting period, because a lot of people want to take those extreme measures because they think, oh, the diet's going to be hard. And as soon as I'm done with it, life will be easy and I'll just be back to where I was. But in reality, that's not the case. It's usually harder after the dieting period to stay on track and maintain that progress. And that's what the vast majority of the population struggles with because most people can lose weight. They just can't keep it off. So if you keep that in mind and take a more educated, sustainable approach to the dieting period and actually build sustainable and healthy habits, if you're following a nutrition plan or routine that you feel like you could easily sustain for the next year or two and you could see yourself doing this for the long run, then you're probably on a good approach. But if you're following something that 
you think is extremely challenging to stick to and you can't see yourself following this for a long period of time, you should probably rethink your approach. And if you don't know where to start, maybe on one hand, it's a very good idea to actually try to educate yourself. There's a lot of really good information out there. There's a lot of great resources. And on the other hand, if you don't really know where to start, you could consider hiring a coach, which myself, shameless plug, if you don't know where to start and you are looking for a coach, please feel free to reach out to me um, in the description below the podcast. There's a link to my website, or you could reach out to me on any of my social media platforms or email me. I'm always happy to help people out. And my business is coaching, so if you are looking for that, I would be happy to help you guys out. So with that, hopefully this podcast helped you get a little bit more insight into the whole dieting in general and a better mindset for next time you go into a diet and how to approach coming out of it and making sure you're in the right mental Uh, capacity or headspace to do that properly. So if you like the podcast, please rate it and review it, preferably five stars. That would be great. And you can follow me on Instagram at W underscore Kemp for more bullshit as usual. 